My motto really is, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, if you're sick on the inside, who cares, right? And same thing, if you're feeling great on the inside, but you're self-conscious on the outside, you know, there's just not balance there. You're not at your best. Welcome to Better Together with Costi Epifonsev, a podcast on parenting, business, and living life intentionally. We're here every week to bring you thoughtful conversation on making your own path to success, challenging the status quo, and finding all the ways we're better together. Here's your host, Costi Epifonsev. Hey, y'all, it's Costa. Today, I'm here with my guest, Sean Simino, owner and founder of Fire and Ice Cryo Med Spa. Sean, when I started the research for this episode, the first thing I noticed is Fire and Ice has a perfect five-star rating on Google with over 220 reviews. First of all, congratulations. Making everyone happy in this day and age is basically impossible. And second, what's your secret? Well, <laughs> thank you, first of all. Absolutely. Um, I do keep track of those Google reviews. Uh, affirmation is definitely my love language. So if we were to get a bad one, it certainly hurts my feelings. But I think the main thing in keeping people happy is, is honestly just caring, is mm-hmm. making sure that when people come into my spa that they're having an experience as well as a service. So I always tell my ladies at this spa, I'm like, no matter what's going on in our lives, the world is crazy This is supposed to be a safe haven. This is supposed to be an escape from what's out there. And so no matter what's going on in our life, there has to be a sense of peace when they come in. And I think people can feel that. And they can feel that we genuinely feel like we're making a difference in their lives. And I think that all conveys over. Now, did you have a business background growing up or did you have you ever run any other businesses other than Fire and Ice? No, it's my first one. Well, I take that back. I did have a very small business. You had a lemonade was, stand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just I, I probably did when I was a kid. I can imagine myself as a little entrepreneur, right? lemonade slinger, you know. <laughs> but no, I did have a small business and I often forget about it, but I was a birth doula. So a certified birth doula. Wow. And it was called labor of love, you know, just a little play on words mm-hmm. there, which it truly is a labor of love. So shout out to all the birth doulas out there. And so I did that, but it was very low scale, so very low key too. So what's your background in? Prior to opening Fire and Ice, what did you do? So I've done a little bit of everything. I like it. Yes. And so I've been a stay-at-home mom. I was a banker for seven years, so I feel like that really helped me with finances and being able to set myself up to invest in things as far as a business. Before Fire and Ice, I actually managed a med spa, so I transitioned from being a birth doula which I loved because I actually got to help women. And just a little bit of my background, I was raised by my dad. So I was not very trusting of women, to to be frank. And when I had my last two children, I had them naturally. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I felt so empowered by that. I was like, I am freaking (laughs) She-Ra. So, you know, (laughs) and it was like such a confidence boost. That I was like, I want other women to feel that. Like, it is so beautiful and so empowering. And so I was like, how can I do that? And I looked at uh, becoming a certified birth doula, which I did. But in order to do that, you have to be so intimate and vulnerable with mm-hmm. women. You you have to be. For sure. So I found in doing that, that it was very healing with my own perception of women because I had to let my defenses down in order for them to be vulnerable with me. So to me, it was very beautiful, very healing. And so I found myself wanting to do something else that involved working with women. Also, just to kind of help heal my heart as well. Yeah. Well, when you started Fire and Ice in 2018, it wasn't just to open another health spa. 
you had a goal to provide better health and relief to guests, one of those guests being your dad who suffers from rheumatoid arthritis. Right. How do spa therapies help with disorders like these? You hit the nail on the head. We are a med spa, but I also wanted the health and wellness to be incorporated. My motto really is it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. If you're sick on the inside, who cares, right? Right, And same thing. If you're feeling great on the inside, but you're self-conscious on the outside, you know, there's just not balance there. You're not at your best. So with my dad, I would notice days where I could tell that he was hurting because he does have the rheumatory and he would be crabbier, you know, and if you've ever met my dad, he is like the best. He's, we call him Papa. Everybody calls him Papa. He's just the sweetest thing. And so I would research just different alternatives other than medicine right. uh, that can bring some relief. And cryotherapy and infrared saunas were one of the number one things for pain relief. So they actually help to lower inflammation in the body. Uh, saunas can help detox the body of like heavy metals such as mercury and lead. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, too, while you're doing the cryotherapy, it's also releasing serotonin in the brain. So it helps with, you know, the depression that can come along with feeling, you know, terrible some days. So it also helps with that. I completely resonate with all of that because I'm one of those types of people that I don't like to take medications. And I have a sauna in my home. And especially like after a long day when you're really tired and you want to get a good night's sleep, there's nothing like sitting in a sauna and just sweating before you go to bed. You know, I mean, it's for sure next level. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll tell you, I've, I've done cryo twice and it does elevate your mood. Mm-hmm. It oh, really it does. does. It works. We've tested it on uh, teenagers and the moms will call me and they're like, you're right. Fixed them right up. <laughs> and so you do IV therapy as mm-hmm. well, right? And so talk a little bit about what type of services you offer with regards to IV therapy. I'm fascinated by it. I go to a place in Mount Juliet because I wasn't aware that you did IV therapy, but now I know where <laughs> I'm going. Talk a little bit about the services and how this type of therapy can improve people's life and offer more of a holistic type of medicine. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, nowadays we're all on the run. We're eating food that is not giving us the nutrients we need. Even Mm -hmm. the best of us that are trying to eat better, you know, your gut destroys a lot of the nutrients that you're getting. So the alternative to a healthy lifestyle, or in addition to, I should say, to a healthy lifestyle is also vitamin supplementation. So that in the form of IV therapy, it's going straight into your bloodstream. So that way you get more absorption rate than you would if you were just taking a multivitamin every day. So They're really great. We have the Myers cocktail. We have recovery and the cosmetics. So it just depends on what your needs are, which vitamins you're going to get. Is it expensive? Not really. Okay, great. I guess expensive is relative, right? To whoever you're, you're speaking to. But we try to keep our prices very competitive and we want people to use our services. Absolutely. It doesn't do anyone any good if they cannot use them. So the Myers cocktail, you're looking at 129 for a full bag with your vitamins. Um, and we are actually about to be running a special this month for the month of August. So stay tuned for that. And it's going to include the vitamin therapy for back to school and, you know, for nice. the tech kids and as well as the mamas. And so, for example, I used to get sick often. And then it's not really fair to say that I didn't get sick during the pandemic because everything was, you know, perfectly cleaned and, you know, they literally sprayed Lysol everywhere. Like you left a building and they just sprayed Lysol Mm -hmm. after you, you know, your your aura got Lysoled up. (laughs) And I'll tell you, so I was expecting to start getting more and more sick. And since I've been doing the the Myers bag, the I think it's like vitamin B and 
vitamin C and vitamin D. Anyway, there's tons of vitamins in there. And then the glutathione is a liver detoxant and it also offers anti-inflammatory treatments. And so coupled together, I knock on wood, have not gotten sick all year. And I'm expecting to keep it that way. Now I don't have to travel to Mount Julia to do it. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, they definitely boost your immune system. We like to tell people if they're going out of state or they're traveling, going to be in uh, large groups of people, it's great to get one beforehand. Uh, I personally, I have suffered with migraines. Luckily, it's not a lot of them, but I'll get ocular migraines where I'll actually go blind in one of my eyes. And so I can feel them coming on because your eyes will start to see, you'll start to see sparkles. And if I can catch it quick enough and get an IV therapy, it will not come on. And that, I mean, I would pay a thousand dollars for those to not. So what, what type of IV therapy do you get when you get those migraines? I'll do the recovery because it has the glutathione in it. Okay. Jessica gets migraines often. So that's why I ask. And it's just, it's debilitating. It is. It really is. I've only had six my whole life and they've been in the course since I've started Fire and Ice. (laughs) (laughs) I've only recently gotten them. (laughs) It's just such an ironic thing. But yes, it really does help. But I do not wish them on anyone. So much grace to her. Well, folks, it's the summer of Barbie, and I think that comes with a few conversations about beauty standards we've swept under the rug for far too long. As someone on the medical side of beauty, what do you wish women knew? I wish that they knew that it is okay to invest in themselves. I tell women all the time, I say, it's nothing for us to spend 20000 on our kitchen, and there's nothing ever said. There's no judgment with that. Mm-hmm. But goodness forbid, especially in the South, you do something, you fine tune something or you're insecure about something and you address that. I feel like there is still a lot of stigma surrounded in in the beauty industry. So I wish that women knew that it is okay to just critique a couple little things, to just fix little things that if you're insecure about. Our goal at Fire and Eyes is to never change anybody and we are never going to say, hey, you should do this or you need this. We're not there to create insecurity. We're there to eliminate the insecurity because I believe a woman that is less insecure, we are more able to focus on other things, our families, our careers. There are so many things that need our attention. It is certainly not anything about our body that we should be stressing over. And, And some of the most successful people, men and women are, you know, they're confident people. You know, That's confidence exactly right. is is very important because it allows you to overcome struggles. It allows you to, in those dark moments, to dig deep, you know. But if you're sort of trapped in this box of insecurity, then you can't necessarily get out of the box to address any of the issues that come up. So I think that's a great point. I love that. With regards to like Botox and injectables and fillers, I know you talked a little bit about there being a stigma. What exactly is is the stigma around that. But also I want to ask before you answer that, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but more importantly, why do people still do it even though they still have or they consider that there's this stigma? Why do people still do it? Well, I think everyone likes to look refreshed. Everyone wants to feel young and important, right? And there is something to be said about the way you look affects how you feel. You know, just like They say during the Great Depression, lipstick sales went through the roof. And it was because women still wanted to feel beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? There's something that it does if you're depressed and you feel you put on a good outfit or you have a good hair day, your mood goes up. Sure. 
So I feel like that's why people still get it done. And I feel like the stigma is slowly going away. And I think it's just educating people. And again, just not shaming people for wanting to invest in themselves and do something that makes them feel good. Yeah. I was getting my hair cut today and the lady cutting my hair, Tracy, shout out Tracy Franklin, <laughs> Lock Salon and Spa. She said that I needed Botox. Oh. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I do in my forehead. Because I do call the- it. Brotox. Ooh, there it is. Brotox, y'all. Brotox. To all the men listening right now, go and get you some Brotox. I do that thing, the wrinkly thing with the forehead. You know, I've always done it ever since I was a little kid. And it was always like my aha expression in uh, pictures, you know, like, and so I uh, have permanent wrinkles, but maybe the Botox, the Brotox, I'm sorry, the Brotox will help. It'll certainly help. How has your perception of health and beauty changed since you opened Fire and Ice? And is there anything you wish you'd known in the very beginning? Yes, I have certainly learned that we are our own worst critics, and it has caused me to view myself differently as well. Because when someone walks into my spot, we see it so many times. A lot of women have expressed that they're intimidated to actually come into a med spa. And I have very beautiful girls that work there, and they, they find that everyone is welcoming. But I also hear them talk about themselves in a different light. And the way that I see them and the way that they see themselves totally different. So in that regard, it's caused me to look at myself. Try, I tell people, look at yourself through the eyes of love, right? And it's so hard to do because we all have this, I call it the a-hole in the head, right? Like the the little voice that (laughs) chatters at you, like you just can't get them to shut up. And so when I hear some of the ladies say these things like, oh, this is wrong with me, this is wrong with me, or oh, I'm just so ugly, or I'm too fat, or whatever it is. I'm like, would you say that to me? Would you say that to your daughter? Would you say that to someone you love? And it's like, why do we say these things to ourselves? But that has really taught me also because, I mean, I had a big critic in my head to be able to talk to myself a lot differently and to monitor what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. Because really, beauty does start with, I mean, as cliche as it is, it's your heart, right? If you're a nasty person, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. Nobody's going to want to be around you. And for those little things, come to fire and ice. But I really do believe our calling is to help women feel beautiful. And when they come in, we love on them. And that's why I think, again, back to the five-star rating, I think Mm -hmm. that's why we have that because as cheesy as it sounds, that's our goal. You know, I could have done anything else in life that I, I wanted to do. The sky's the limit, right? If you believe it. But I wanted to step out and I wanted to love on women. It was healing for me. I wanted them to feel beautiful. I come from a background of feeling very insecure, you know, raised by my dad, having a boy's name. You know, there was a lot of teasing going on in school. And I know what it's like to just feel less than and to not feel beautiful or seen or important. And I love that I have this space now. Women can come in and all these beautiful women tell them that they're beautiful. And it's it's something to get a compliment from a woman. And it's so genuine. Uh, I think it's healing for women. And I love that aspect of it. And same for men, right? Like they're coming in and men need to feel reassured and to take, gosh, they carry the weight of the world, right? They're still the heads of the house, a lot of them, and they need that relief. They need that time to unwind as well. Absolutely. But we just, we cannot say yes to Kendom, though. We have to, it has (laughs) to still remain Barbie land. But I mean, I want to say though, you have the, you have the Barbie movie, you have Mm -hmm. the things obviously that you're saying. Do you feel like more women are starting to accept and embrace this ideology of having self-love for themselves? Is that starting, is the trend starting to go in the right direction? God, I hope so. Right? I hope so. I think so. And 
I think it starts with us, right? How we, again, how we speak to each other. I'm real notorious for calling out anybody around me. If I hear them say a hateful thing about themselves, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You don't talk to my friend like that. That's right. And hopefully one day we get a female president. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) Depends on who she is, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about Fire and Ice when you were getting started. Yeah. So was it hard to bootstrap this business from the ground up? Because I'm assuming there wasn't a whole lot of working capital that you were sitting on to build this business. And the equipment that you buy, really equipment for any med spa, but specifically the equipment that you bought, that's a lot of money. Like, was it, is that when you started having the migraines? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You know, I think you just found the culprit. (laughs) I mean, was it, was it hard to, to scale this business into the success it is today? So I want to say yes, but in all reality, I'm a big believer that the spa was so much bigger than me. Like I loved, sometimes I get in my head and I think, oh, you know, if I don't do this or this, it won't succeed. And I have to sit back and be like, you can't take credit for all of this. Everything perfectly lined up the mm-hmm. way it was supposed to. And I really do think it was the favor of God. I know that, you know, some sure, people, yeah. but I do think it was. Um, I just happened to sell a house that I had bought when I was 21. I worked my tail off to pay this sucker off. And I had some capital and had a dream. And it just, I mean, it was, it was, it was hard work. It I will not out, deny though. that, but yeah. it probably should have been more stressful, but I was uh, powered by ambition and dreams. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Grit. They say that grit is the most important thing for successful people. Obviously, confidence is something, but if you have passion and perseverance, which are the two ingredients in grit, you can pretty much accomplish just about everything. Oh, I guarantee it. I keep a picture of my children sleeping on the couch in the uh, fire and ice lobby, and I was working. It was three in the morning. And so I leave those little stories out sometimes, but I keep it there to remember, you know, like if I do take off a day, that guilt comes in to remind myself, hey, you know what, you've earned this moment of peace, you know, and to be able to sit back and enjoy the life that I've been blessed with. How old are your kids? So my oldest is 23. She's in New Jersey for college. And then my, uh, my son is 13 and my daughter is 12. And so is it hard running this successful business and also being a single mom at the same time? Oh, yeah. How do you find balance? In the beginning, there was no balance. Okay. There was no balance. It was just a lot of mommies doing this for you and I love you. Mm-hmm. And they really understood. It was wild. They would even tell me, they were like, we know, mommy, we know. Yeah. And so I would try to just work while they were sleeping and, um, you know, on the couch. And it's gotten a lot better. Like, I feel like I'm finally getting to reap what I've sown, you know, so I'm reaping some time. I've got a great staff now. And I tell them all the time, I'm so thankful that like, I feel like I can leave and it's going to run the same way as if I was there. Mm -hmm. They're so passionate about it. But yeah, it was very hard as a single mother. But also this is my legacy that I'm I'm trying to leave. I want to leave something beautiful behind. Did, Did the kids help out? When oh, they yeah. Were in, yeah, I've yeah, got okay. videos of them, like literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have one video, I, I cackled because it just came to my mind. I've got a pet goat and I brought him while the walls were being built up. There's a video of my son hauling in chairs and there's my pet goat walking through the lobby. <laughs> you know, it's just, a, we're just trying to throw memories to the wall, see what sticks, you know? So throw a goat in the mix. All right. One more question, then we're going to move on. Are you considering expanding? So maybe a new location or if it's not a new location in Putnam County or the Upper Cumberland, maybe something like closer to a metro market. Is that some? Is that a consideration that you've had? I have people ask me that 
probably once a week. Nice. And the answer right now is maybe because right now I'm in such a good spot and we do live in such a hustle culture. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me to get caught up in that and get really out of balance. And I am just now really trying to put myself in the mindset of life is good. I have more time with my children. Don't rock the boat too much right now, but we'll see. Sometimes I like to rock the boat a little bit. Absolutely. And with regards to that hustle culture, on a daily basis, do you think that we're doing enough to take care of ourselves? And more importantly, how can we reevaluate our standards of health to live longer, healthier lives? No, I don't believe that we are doing enough. The average person is not. We are overstretched, overstressed. And I mean, just think about your life from, from every day, right? All the responsibilities you have, the guilt that comes along with any rest that you do take. I know it's not just me, right? We're <laughs> all <course>. pretty similar <laughs> creatures. And um, so, no, I don't believe that um, life is a lot more fast paced than what it used to be. And you have to be intentional with taking the time because burnout is real. I've experienced it even in the midst of the spa and that's doing something I'm super passionate about. And, you know, just burning myself at both ends and thinking, oh, you know, if I have everybody to love me, I'll be worthy. You know, you've got to step back and say, no, I'm worthy regardless, irregardless of what I do. And I am worth investing in. And so I think we all need to to try to remember that and to invest in ourselves and get that rest and just little things for yourself, you know, goes a long way. I will say, especially when we bought this business in 2015, I felt like it was literally like all the doors were opening. You know, I finally achieved all of my dreams. And, you know, you work so hard year after year. And for the first three years, we didn't we didn't make a whole lot of money. We just put all that money back into the business because yes. we were scaling at like 20 to 30 percent every single year. And the crazy part is when you get to the point to where you can reap some of the benefits of your hard work, when you have these outside forces that just like come in with a sledgehammer, like COVID, it's like, boom, you know, it's like, oh, what happened? Or, you know, it's it's inflation and you got work comp going up and like, you know, the insurance industry is apparently deciding to retire next year because of the premiums that they charge, you know? For about three years, I didn't exercise. I didn't eat well. You know, I had, I just had a poor lifestyle. Yeah, same. (laughs) You know, and it's just like you spend so much time and, and you realize when you get to the end of that race and you're expecting a gold medal and somebody gives you a ham and cheese sandwich and you're just like, well, that sucks. And so, you know, you have to reflect back on now I spend time caring for myself, as well as also investing time and effort and energy and attention to my business. And, you know, sometimes I like to say, and I don't always mean it, but sometimes I say, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. But I'll tell you, if you don't take care of your body, whether you're a business owner or you work in management, or even if you're an employee in a in a retail store, wherever you're at, you have to provide time for yourself. Yes. Have to. Oh, you feel so much better when you do, you know, it mm-hmm. affects every area of your life. Yeah. In the spirit of body and beauty empowerment, if you could give us one piece of advice on how to look and feel your best, what would it be? Okay, I'm going to go down a different road. So I am going to go with, again, how we speak to ourselves. That is the most important. I think that is crucial. I think it affects everything. It affects your choices. It affects where you invest your time. It affects if you allow yourself to invest in yourself. So I'm going to say the most crucial thing you can do would be 
to listen to the words that you say to yourself, your narrative inside your head. And then for all the other things, come to fire and ice, obviously. And we can fix those. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Do you ever, I mean, do you ever get on social media though? And, and I ask this primarily for some of the younger listeners, you know, when you get on social media and you see all these Instagram models, Mm -hmm. you know, contrary to popular belief, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but Morgan does. With that being said, when you see like all these, all these images of how you're supposed to look and you may not have the financial means or you might not have the, just the, the look, right? Of an Instagram influencer. Like, how do you relegate that? Is it something that you really have to work at? Well, I think that's when you step away and you, you have to have that talk with yourself. Instagram is not real. You know, it's, it's not real. And I love this new movement of the influencers showing their imperfections. Like this is me pose. This Mm -hmm. is me relaxed. This is me with cellulite. You know, I feel like people relate to real and vulnerable a lot more. And I feel like the culture is shifting to that, to where we're not body shaming people. We're not judging people so harshly. And so hopefully that movement continues. You go, girl. Mm, Thanks. So we always like to end the show on a high note. Who is someone that makes you better when you're together? Oh, my gosh. I will have to say it is my girlfriends. I prayed again, being raised by I had no girlfriends growing up like one at a time was all I would allow. And I remember a couple of years ago, just praying like, Lord, send me some good, like business minded boss babes, you know, and he answered, he delivered. I have the best girlfriends ever. They do not gossip about other women. They are uplifting. They will introduce me to people. They're just, um, they're great. So it is my girlfriends. They are my sounding board. They're my voice of reason and they're my encouragers. And I'm, I'm so thankful to have a good group of ladies around me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Better Together with Costa Yepafonsiv. If you've enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review, or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Post-production, mixing, and editing by Mike Franklin. Want to know more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafonsiv.com. We're better together. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed during this episode episode are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily represent or reflect the official policy or position of this show, its producers, or any related entities or advertisers. While our discussions may touch on various topics of interest, please note that the content is intended to inspire thought-provoking dialogue and should not be used for a substitute for professional advice. Specifically, nothing heard on this podcast should be construed as financial, legal, medical, or any other kind of professional advice. We encourage our listeners to consult with a professional in these areas for guidance tailored to their specific circumstances.